0: This is Trinity Western University's chapel podcast, where our daily chapel gatherings are captured and shared for the TWU community. Whatever your day looks like today, we're glad you're tuning in.
1: We have Julia Church, she is an alum from 2011 she was a graduate of the school of business and she has continued on to be an entrepreneur and a small business business owner nettle's tail is her uh, the business that she has developed and she is here with us and one of the things that i remember uh, about her when she was a student and it's funny with students there are certain things i don't i don't always remember people's names but i remember things about them and one of the things with julia was she has a great and beautiful smile like that's one of the things that still when I met her again here is just what a beautiful smile she has and a wonderful laugh and is such an engaging person so I'm so glad that she's here and I'm glad that you'll have the chance to meet her as well so let's welcome Julia Church All right, come on up my colleague here Aaron Teason and I will be um, co-interviewing uh, Julia. And I don't know if I mentioned, she, her business is around women's apparel, particularly start out with swimwear, but then more generally to women's apparel. So that is uh, how some of you may know her. So Erin is going to ask the first question.
2: Thanks for coming, Julia. Thanks for having me. Um, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your story and your context. Um, but start with your time at Trinity, how you gained a vision for becoming involved in the fashion industry. But kind of describe like, what it was like for you as a student. I'm kind of imagining you being here and drawing pictures of swimsuits on your syllabi as you're sitting in <laughs> class. Like, were you dreaming about doing this as a student? How did that story begin?
3: Um, I think as a student, uh, I, you know, I entered the School of Business kind of dreaming about how I could use business as a vehicle to make an impact. Um, I think my love for the fashion industry and sort of like personal style sort of started before that, you know, not always being a super cookie cutter, sort of like conventional size that could walk into any store and just necessarily buy something off the rack. Um, So Trinity was definitely a place where I got to sort of develop uh, you know, my character and my faith and also uh, build a really strong of comu- uh, community of people that actually helped me start Nettles Tale. So we launched with a crowdfunding campaign in 2014. And I remember as the campaign started to take off and get more and more successful, I scrolled down to the mod of the campaign and you know like my videographer and you know my graphic designer um, my pr person like all of these women that had helped me launch this thing were all people that and connections that i made at this place so the connections that you make here are
1: really powerful
2: yeah thank you
1: good and that's interesting scott yesterday said the exact same thing so many mm-hmm. of the people that when he founded his brotherhood dance troupe came from people that he knew at Trinity, so that's a great connection yeah. that um, I think is so true. Uh, one of the things that I know for all of us is our identities in so many ways are connected to our bodies, how we think about our bodies. When somebody asks, so who are you, often it's connected to our bodies in some way. So as you have dealt with both customers and the public and thinking of your yourself, how do you see identity connected to... Um, our bodies and the ways that we think about our physical self in good ways? How does the culture that we're a part of, and maybe your industry, is it, are there positive things that we can learn from that? In what ways can that be a, a negative influence in our lives in some ways?
3: Right, well, I'll kind of start with the positive things. Um, I think, because I think they're not as big as the negative, um, but I think kind of the positive thing is um, that culture really like teaches us to optimize ourselves, right, is really what it is. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so that can be a positive thing because you know, our body is a temple, it is something that was gifted to us, um, but we should be taking care of it. It should be, you know, health should be at the forefront of that. Um, in the negative part of that, optimization, you know, that's a very narrow box. That's um, something that you know a huge part of the population can achieve. That's not the, what they were gifted with at birth. So what I see, how body image affects identity, I see it in the change rooms all the time. It's, it's, it's limiting people from their life experience. Like it affects their identity to a depth that they're not getting into the pool with their kids. Um, they're not going to the beach um, with their friends. And so I get to see this one aspect that then you start to think outside of that, like how much our identity impacts, you know, maybe our ability to think that we can go for a certain job, it affects us at a relational um, level, especially as you guys, you know, maybe go on for her here and, and enter the dating world and, um, and, you know, like even just and shopping. It, it, every experience that we have, it's this thing that we don't really talk about but capitalizes so much of our mind and so much of our life experience and our relationships from, you know, peers to parents to society. Um, yeah, so I think, I think it's huge.
1: Good. And one of the things I'd love to get your reaction to um, is the uh, on Tuesday when I was speaking, I mentioned this uh, British survey where people were asked, so would you be willing to give a year of your life up to have the perfect body? So if you're you know, and what percentage and 33 percent of people said, yeah, I'd cash in a year of my life to have, whatever for them would be the perfect body. And the question went up to, would you be willing to give up five years of your life? And 10% of the people said they would give up five years of their life in order to have the body that they have, and it so connects to what you're saying that we we see it as this is, I would have to have this kind of body to have the job or the social connection or the employment options, those sorts of things. So I would be curious just your reaction to hearing that survey and what do you
3: think. Yeah, you sent me that and obviously my first reaction was sadness. Like cuz it's just so sad that um, you know, we've probably all seen that quote like comparison is the thief of joy. So that's mm. all those people, you know, they're not they're not living in the joy that like Christ intended for them, right? Because mm-hmm. he gives us a portion. He gives us a portion when we're born and he and he says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we're basically saying you know i would give up years of life that i could be investing you know in my community or my family or whatever to be this narrow optimized thing that the society is telling me to become um and my world around me is telling me to become versus the thing that you made me to be so yeah it's really sad
2: yeah yeah um i just want to say that Julia, you do this on just such a practical level too. As you're saying this, I'm like, it's just not theory for Julia. I don't know if you remember the first time I actually met you, you were on your lunch break in the store and you were sitting there and I came in to shop for a bathing suit, and I was in the change room, and that can be just such like a frustrating experience, bathing suit shopping. And you set your lunch aside, and um, it was a hilarious bathing suit shopping experience uh-huh. then. <laughs> for the next like hour, you walked me through bathing suit shopping, and you started asking me the questions about why I was feeling like insecure about bathing suit shopping that were beneath everything else. And that was like, I walked out of there just mind blown like about that experience that it was just so, you were asking me so many different questions about like, but why do you think that about yourself when you put that one on? And what are you thinking about that? And it was such an unusual experience. So I think you're uniquely gifted in this way to ask people about their lives and about what are they thinking about themselves and what have you ingested about from the culture around you when you're, when you're looking at yourself in the mirror. And so, yeah, you don't just think about this theoretically, you think about the individual. So my next question is specifically about that. Yeah, I don't even know if you remember that interaction from a few years ago. Um, One of the hopes that we have for this series is to expand on how the body and the soul are connected. So how do you see that connection being made when you're designing and developing clothing in the area of fashion and apparel, not just bathing suits but other things too? So one of my favorite
3: Concepts that um, I actually learned from another Trinity alum, Hillary McBride, um, yeah. is this idea of disembodiment versus mm. embodiment, and the idea of like if our bodies is a house, which is is biblical or a, a temple, a building. Um, Embodiment is when we're fully inhabiting that house. So we feel at home in it, we feel welcome in it, people feel welcome to come and enter the front door of our house and have dinner and hang out with us in our living room and disembodiment, the best way that I could put it is we held a workshop and one woman said, she was like blown away by the entire concept, so she said, if my body's a house, I've been living in a tent on the front lawn. And scripturally, you know, it says that the Holy Spirit wants to inhabit our house. He wants to inhabit our building. So if we're living in a tent in the front lawn, um, because of all of these layers of things over time that build up our body image, and it basically drives us into our mind, right? It drives us into this place of, if you think about the most embodied experience you ever had, like... Some of the words that I would use to describe it is you—you f- you feel carefree, you feel at home, you know, you're 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 warm, you're jumping off a dock into cold water, and you're thinking about how it feels on your skin. You go for a run in the rain, you can feel like, you know, how your lungs are burning. Like these are these are very like embodied experiences, and um, what happens is, yeah, we begin to just live in our mind, like our, our mind, like our body, you know, until we maybe injure ourselves is when we remember the fact that we even have a body mm-hmm. again in the first place. So now I'm losing track of the question because <laughs> I was talking about embodiment. Well,
2: when you're designing and when oh, you're right, so
3: that, how do this, you think of those? I had just to go back to my... So when we're designing, what we do is even the whole idea for the whole concept of the business is, well, how do we make people feel more embodied and comfortable in their skin again? Just like, you know, just like a child. You know, let's undo all of the societal work and, and all, all, of, all of the relational stuff and all the experiences. Is Let's design stuff fit. Let's actually fit test it to our mom or our sister or our roommate or our grandma. And then what happens is women come in and they have all this like baggage, all these layers that we all have, but then, you know, they get in the change room and we can win in the change room because maybe I've had women open the change room door. They're like, I don't know which one I like because I'm just in shock that they all fit. So, like, I'm going to be another 30 minutes. But, you know, imagine not even being able to find something to dress yourself with to be, even begin to feel comfortable to stay in that embodied place. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of at the root of, of what we do. We're just doing it. In what some people, you know, on a surface, you don't really realize how important it is, but we have to put on clothes every day. You know, you want to have these experiences, you have to put on a swimsuit. So, yeah, in this really practical way, we are trying to help women become, you know, a little bit more embodied.
1: Yeah. Um, One of the, I'm going to do a little version of the question that I, so a little bit of a different version of what I asked, but should be fine. One of the things that... That is true that I think women especially bear this burden of your body is, you you know, this sort of, uh, equa- these equations that we set up. What advice would you give to the men in the room about helping men understand how women think about themselves, th- the world that they live in and inhabit? That's one of the things as I've, there have been times that I've spent time with um People, family members, or whatever, in public places. And I just starting to notice how men look at women and how that they're, that it definitely is a burden that I think uh, women bear. So, what advice would you give to the men here to help them understand a little bit more of, you know, this dynamic of how women think about themselves and their bodies? I don't know if you have anything more to add to what you've already said, because I think it's something that we all need to be aware of and know how we can support each other
3: yeah i think um well first i want to say off that i do think that that body image is still like a true thing for men Mm -hmm, i don't want to like just because i sell women's clothing and apparel i want to say that you know the development of body image and that experience can still be and the pressures can still be very true for a male but i think the main thing is moving away from the objectification of women right so kind of (laughs) Challenging yourself like I see it. I see a couples come into the store all the time and there's a night and day difference between You know a male supporting a woman in in asking a simple question as to well, honey How do you how do you feel in it? You're the one that's going to be wearing it. So how does it make you feel? You know what a great question to ask. You know, do do you feel comfortable? Do you wanna you know go to the beach with me in this? Do you do you feel yourself in it? Does it does it feel like a second skin versus, you know, the experience? We open the change room. It's like, well, he's like, I don't know. It's like it's a lot of fabric. Like I kind of liked the other one better. Like she's already being programmed in that in that moment to. She's already looking outside of herself. She doesn't want to make the decision of herself. And that, to me, tells me that her experience up to that point is is her accepting the fact that she should be viewed as an object when she's wearing this thing, and that she should wear something that meets someone's external you know, approval. It's very hard for me to get it, not get involved in those moments because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not in this relationship. I'm just a customer service associate <laughs> yeah. oh right oh now. But I'm like, oh, your car's being towed. Um, <laughs>
0: uh,
3: but yeah, so I think like men play such a huge role. Yeah. You know, uh, just 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 look at your everyday life. Like, how are you objectifying women, and how can you unobjectify them, and how can we create spaces where women can just feel comfortable like what a great word just feel comfortable in their own skin so no
1: that's yeah. very good thank you go
2: ahead um how do you see your work in fashion as a means of honoring god through the ethical sourcing of material so we've been talking a lot about the shift of um you know the stats of the Americ the average american produces 75 pounds of Um, extra textile waste per year like that's terrifying and we're all part of that too Um, but can you talk about that shift that we're noticing in culture of okay we want to have ethical clothes and less of them there's a move towards minimalism but that seems to be like a trend in and of itself but then i think sometimes here at trinity we're guilty of like okay let's get ethical clothes but we're just buying just as many of those ethical clothes so it's not really that minimal so yeah. can you make an um tell us your heart in moving towards like you've moved um you've added onto the swimwear like ethical clothing as well in in nettle's tale yeah. and why you think that's important to buy maybe um better clothes and less of them.
3: Yeah, I think it's important to see um, our planet and the humans behind every dollar that we're spending, right? Like, we think that, you know, the, like, the vote, the elections coming up on October 21st, yeah. I was thinking about that, thinking about how we actually vote every day, right? Mm-hmm. We, we spend, we choose where to spend our dollars. So we can choose to spend a dollar at a business that we know, like, our friends the graphic designer and my friend works at the company that prints the thing that my product came in yeah. and supporting the local economy in that way. We can choose all our, our dollars and vote for them knowing, you know, this didn't create extra pollutants going into the water. I think th- I think we try, what we try to do is we try to justify the dollars that we spend so that we don't feel guilty. Right? So, we spend a dollar, we say, well that person and that other other country that I'm not seeing the face of who's maybe in an appalling working condition. um, I'm not going to think about them because they actually probably wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for me spending this dollar right now. But we forget that there's like a better way, that there's like an option that we're not considering, that they actually get paid more and they get better working conditions and we just, and we still get the same product and everybody wins. The other thing is, Like, you have to think of ethics, yeah, in the planet, and then people, and then for me, I also think of sizing. So just because you're a size that can go shop with every brand, um, maybe it's more ethical for you to also shop at brands to support your friend. Like, my friend one time looked at her closet and pulled out all of the things that she wouldn't be able to wear, because I also wouldn't be able to shop with that brand, and she was left with, like, three things. So it's like another interesting thing to consider is just like how are we supporting brands that are size inclusive, are not, are not harming the planet, are supporting local communities, are paying their workers fairly, and um, yeah, I do think that that, that is. Oh, and then, uh, sorry, to answer your question about minimalism, I, I also don't wanna be like pretentious about it, I just think like 30 wares. That's the question that I ask myself now. Is it's like, am I have to wear this at least thirty times, Um, and if it falls apart, I have to turn it into like a rag or a camping sweater or whatever? But you know, if you don't have the budget, not everybody has the budget to shop ethically. Maybe at a certain time, so it's like find a consignment store um, that you love. Whole host clothing swaps. Like just find ways to avoid things heading to the landfill.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we unfortunately are out of time here. Yeah. Sorry we didn't get no to worries. our last Sorry. question here. No. If you yes, we can talk forever. <laughs> uh, so if you would like to talk to Julia a little more, she'll be around for a few minutes. And also, if you'd like to know more about her business and her products, she has a pop-up currently going on at, at Willenbrook- Willowbrook. At the Mall. Uh, be there
3: until 9 p.m. <laughs>
1: that's right. So there's no reason not to go there. So she would love to talk some more about this, I know, or to see you out uh, visiting her pop-up. All right, good. Well, let me pray to wrap up, and then we'll be dismissed. Lord, thank you so much for uh, Julia and her uh, sincere desire to see her faith worked out in her calling and her career. We pray every blessing on her as she uh, continues these important conversations, and again, as, we, as she sees uh, what it is to be created in the image of God and how uh, clothing and apparel figure into that conversation, the ways we think about ourselves and the people around us. So thank you again for this time. I pray every blessing on these students, too, as we get ready to head into the Thanksgiving break. And uh, just thanks for all the wonderful things we continue to receive from you. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message has challenged, encouraged, and inspired you as we continue learning and growing together in discipleship to Jesus every week you'll find new chapel messages on our channel from local and international speakers ranging in diverse and engaging topics so go ahead and subscribe for the latest of what's going on in chapel much love and happy listening